Welcome to After the 84th Week. I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Damien Gibson. Joining me, as always, is the man who has done more for wrestling than any other person on the face of the planet. That's why he's been knighted for it. It's Sir Matthew Kayfabe. How you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you, citizen? Good. I went... <laughs> I went to, I, I don't know what happened there. I had more to that sentence and I just pulled the ripcord on it. I was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we discuss all kinds of, like, we, we, we sit around discussing the things that we're supposed to discuss during the shows. Uh, uh, you know, maybe we should actually be discussing the technical elements of the, oh, and then I'm going to say this thing. So be ready to, to say something amusing uh, after this one. I don't know. We, we'll figure it out. <laughs> No, that's never been our style, and um, you know we managed to get signed to the Amaze uh, Podcast Network. Thank you to Brandon. Um, so why would we change anything? I mean, you know, when I had the meeting with Brandon at Amaze, he said, "Don't change a thing." So we're not. Hmm. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, and what we do do here is um, we uh, examine forensically the. Uh, WCW wrestling promotion, and in particular their Monday night weekly wrestling show called Nitro. You may have heard of it. Um, and what we've decided with this particular run of our WCW series is to look at the worst period of WCW wrestling with a massive question mark to see mm. if it is. Um, this is, uh, hence the name of the show, after the 84th week, because what was the 83 weeks, Matt? That's when uh, that's the run that Nitro had where it beat Raw. Yeah, uh, and it's not anymore. And there's a few things on this show that could probably point uh, to why. <laughs> it's uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. I I thought this is this is both a terrible and delightful show. Um, the thing is, I, man, like every. Every Nitro we have watched, so we sort of watched the 94, 95, like lead up to the NWA. That was sort of the first series, I suppose, and this is the second series. Every, I mean, there have been some Nitros where I've been like, oh, man, that was a bit blah. But there's mm. never been a Nitro <clears throat> where I've been like, that is the worst show I've ever seen. Like, I don't want to get too polit like wrestling political here, but like- there are many, 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 many roars that I've watched that are worse than the, these nitros. Well, I've been I've been listening to the Mick Foley podcast, and the interesting thing about him is that he's like not a self serving asshole, and like he'll he'll he like occasionally will throw in like, oh, we were doing this thing in nineteen ninety seven, and you know, our show wasn't as good as theirs at that point. And like that is absolutely not the the narrative that that you know is the is the mandated narrative is that the WWF was always better and WCW just got really lucky with a hot hand and a lot of money, hmm. uh, which is not which is not the case. And I, I feel like um, the longer we go into this Nitro run, the more we'll realise that it wasn't that bad. And that there were a lot of good young wrestlers on the show, and that you know if they weren't complete fuckheads running the running the, the place, then it might have actually had a chance of competing. And we, we did an earlier version of this where we started with the start of Nitro and uh, we would, as we do now, run through what was going on on Raw and it was consistently, you know, Max Moon versus the mystery garbage man uh, in a, you know, like it, in a, in a, in a <laughs> trash can on a post match, like kind of nonsense. Like it was I mean, genuine. To, to be fair, I did give that five stars. But Matt's point does stand. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just like characters. Why don't they have jobs? Why don't they have jobs? What's their backstory? I want to know more about them. What do they do nine to five? <laughs> <laughs> what are these characters' motivations, Matt? That's what I want to know. <laughs> uh, let's just get into the meat and potatoes of this. Should we start <laughs> with um, our wait and see moments or do we want to start with the worst or do we want to start with the best? Well, let's end with the best. Okay. That's my suggestion. Well, do you want to start with you? I don't actually have a wait and see moment because it's very hard to say, uh, you know, there are good things, there are bad things, and then there is, uh, you know, Conan and Gentleman Chris Adams or the Barbarian and Wayne Bloom. I'm I'm sort of hoping to not have to wait and see any more of that. No, the reason why we changed the format from going through every single match to this was so we didn't have to talk about those matches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My wait and see moment is heal Bret Hart, which I legitimately do not remember this at all. I just just re-watched the last 10 minutes of the Nitro because I hadn't um, gotten to that point. I, did, I knew that Kevin Nash was going to run down and, and help out Macho Man. I mean, you couldn't have telegraphed that anymore. Mm. Bret Hart coming down and helping Hulk Hogan, completely swerved. I was completely swerved. I don't know what they're doing here. Why are they doing this? This is not good. Um, like, I don't, I don't understand when you've got probably one of the better baby faces of all time, you immediately put him on Hulk Hogan's side, especially considering the history between Brett and Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're if you're any kind of wrestling fan, you're like, well, Hulk tried to hold Brett down for 10 years until he left and then Brett was the guy in WWE. <laughs> so why would he you know, I mean, I know it's all to swerve the audience, but we've been we've had vignettes for the last month, basically, where Brett's like, "I'm the cop of WCW, and if I see something wrong, I'm going to say something." You know, they they've been horrific, um, but they did swerve a small-brained uh, Brett Hart fan like me because when he came down and helped Hulk in this episode, I was like, "What is going on? This is bad." Demo no like. <laughs> well, but I mean, there, there is a part of me that's like, well, I'm interested to see Brett. I know Brett kind of played. I know for you, Brett he was played, a great heel. Played a heel in the Shawn Michaels feud, uh, but for me, he was very much the face of that feud. <laughs> but he hasn't. He didn't really. I mean, he was kind of doing a, a heel character then, right? But I would be interested to see him go full heel if that's what happens here. I genuinely don't remember whether he does or not. It's also an illustration of how far the NWO have come. Like, Scott Hall debuts in, uh, you know, halfway through. He debuts in May or June of 1996. It's a slow build. The whole idea is that it's, you know, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, Ted DiBiase, uh, the one, two, three kid. You know, it is WWF guys coming in to kill WCW. Because uh, they don't want, you know, they want to get rid of the, the WWF's rival. That is the idea of the NWO, despite that Eric Bischoff now says that the idea is that, you know, they were people that hadn't had good WCW characters previously and are now coming back to avenge their, which is insane and a lie. Uh, at this point, is that what Bret Eric Hart says is, now? Is that Eric's? Yeah, that's Eric, that's Eric's like little spiel now. He's like, well, you know, because Kevin Nash was was Vinny Vegas and uh, Scott Hall was the Diamond Stud, 
I'm like, absolutely no one knows those. No one was like, oh, look, the Diamond Studs back in WCW. I genuinely uh, didn't know that name existed until you told me right then. So that's, that's bullshit. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's complete nonsense. Uh, but then, uh, you know, at this point, it is the guy who hates the WWF the most uh, aligning with the guy who's supposed to be the, you know, biggest WWF star to come and destroy WCW kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it makes, like, the NWO has completely just transformed into its own kind of nonsensical, like, what is the goal of the NWO at this point? It's just buddies drinking beer, right? Yeah, basically. I found myself um, really, uh, because we, we heard that NWO uh, theme so many times in this episode. Like by the time mm. we got into the end, we must have heard it was legitimately six, seven, eight times throughout the mm. the episode. You just like, um, I, I know it was like, I know it was probably more about branding and because the end of like people, like even oh, us, yeah. I think a little bit forget how white hot the NWO brand was at the time. Like it was, like mm. you saw just as many NWO t shirts around as you did Cartman. And Bart Simpson and Stone Cold T-shirts, right? Like it was. Oh, I had hot. two NWO T-shirts that I got from Australian Target. Like, and that is, it didn't, it isn't like it is now. Like, it you used to not be able to get. Like, we did not have access to the same things in 1998 and 1999. At you know, we get a tour every year or two where you mm. could buy, you know, either a Hulk Hogan or a Steve Austin T-shirt. But you know if, the if fact you that Target lucky, had lucky, yeah. And like I had the classic NWO, and I also had the red with a wolf on it T-shirt. So oh, like man, that's so how big good. the NWO were. I think I've still <laughs> got it. So anyway, it's it, it, I was a boy, and now I'm a slightly rotund uh, middle man boy, <laughs> middle man. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm interested to see Brett. I'm, I I am actually genuinely excited to see Brett's run in WCW. I know it doesn't uh, end well. I know it's not seen favor favorably, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I love Brett. And this is a this is a part of his um, career that I'm not actually very au fait with. So I think on a personal level, it's a positive wait and see. I think for everybody else, it's probably a very very negative wait and see. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think should that's right. we? But, uh, should we? Sorry, man, you go. No, let's go into the bad. Yeah, what was your worst for this? Is that where we go? This episode, yeah. Uh, the, the end. Like we had this whole big thing about how Roddy Piper was gonna, you know, be the sheriff and get on his horse. There was all kinds of very hangman pagey but homophobic areas uh, going on here. Mm. And then there's like five, run- four run-ins. Uh, we get we get Brutus the Barber Beefcake, uh, who's just there at the start. Uh, we get Kevin Nash. We get Bischoff. Brett, mm-hmm. uh, and we then we get Bret Hart. <laughs> like and, it's, then, and then it Rowdy, is, and then Rowdy Roddy Piper comes out as well. Finally, he's like, oh, I've had enough of these run-ins. Like, this is this is the part of the criticism of WCW on they could never work out big finishes. Yeah, and like, so what? 
what was the actual result in the match? Macho retains via DQ. No, this because there was no DQ, right? So nothing. No, no one won. Uh, I genuinely don't know. Uh, yeah, no, me- no. Hulk Hogan's the world champion. Oh, of course. So because Brett yeah, dragged Brett him Hart over to yeah. Hits Nash, pulls Hogan on top of him. Of course, of course. And then Pi- then Piper that. comes out after Brett's already won the championship for Hogan. <laughs> then Piper's like, "I'm the I'm the police officer of WCW. I'll <laughs> stop this nonsense." <laughs> uh, it it is horrific. Yeah, it does. It genuinely, um, like I use this, uh, I use this term a little bit on the AW show, but that it, there are times where run-ins feel like the end of an improvised um, piece in in high school drama class, mm. where like if you had people who weren't serious in drama, they would always end every scene with a fight, and um, that's <laughs> that's essentially what <laughs> happens here. Like, <laughs> Uh, I'll run in, and then you run in, and then I'll run in, and then you run in, and then it's mm. like there's no, um, there's no reason why Hulk couldn't win this match clean. No, you know, or Hulk at has least- beaten the Macho Man Randy Savage potentially hundreds of times by this point. Or, like, okay, you want to have run it, you want to have run-ins for Hulk to show that he's a big, nasty, bad guy who'll do anything to win, right? I can understand that. Mm. And for some reason, you're going to turn Bret Hart heel as well, probably because it works so well with Hulk Hogan, mm. right? So that's probably the thought process behind it. It's like, oh, man, we turn Bret Hart heel, we'll fucking make double the money that we've been doing with Hulk. But why would you have Kevin Nash come out and try and sort of steal the fight for Macho Man. Because he comes out and grabs the belt and then smacks the belt into Hulk Hogan's head. And, like, this is not... Everyone's bad here. Everybody's bad. There's no one... You obviously weren't listening. Uh, Kevin Nash is uh, Macho Man's big, sexy boyfriend, uh, (laughs) as as discussed, as revealed earlier on the show. Um, So, obviously, he's just supporting... His uh, his little boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And I know in relationships that's how I describe, like I call Callie little. She's my little girlfriend and yeah. I'm her big boyfriend. Like that's- um, You have a little and a big. Yeah. That's, that's how relationships work. <laughs> that's how relationships work, right? Like a babushka doll. Yeah. No, it's-, <laughs> it's um, but I, everyone, You're right. Like everybody's a heel. No one makes any sense. Rowdy Roddy Piper looks like fucking Chief Wickham. You know what I mean? Coming in like a it's, two <laughs> minutes after everything's happened. It's or so office bad. of Bar Brady in South Park. Nothing <laughs> to see here. <laughs> it's also just Roddy Piper at this point is not a delight to watch. Like his promos are I obviously times have changed and I don't believe that you should necessarily like, you know, judge things based on modern uh but I'm pretty sure extreme homophobia was still bad in 1998. Like, and this isn't Mm. like, you know, South Park, you know, whatever. This is like just like a man who clearly has a the only thing he can think of that he despises is gay people. And uh, he is, and I mean, Hulk Hogan's exactly the same. As I said, the big sexy boyfriend where it's like, but Hulk, you are the one calling him sexy. It's not like Macho Man's coming out and being like, (laughs) 
It's like yeah. it's just the 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 amount of the the like pro wrestling is inherently homoerotic, but by goodness, Kevin Nash calling himself Big Sexy leads to a lot of people unironically holding up signs saying Big Sexy Kevin Nash. <laughs> And wearing that, I think we talked about it on a previous episode, the T-shirt that says Big Sexy and has a picture of Kevin Nash. I actually the- feel like we're, we're moving into the Big Sexy era, right? Mm. Like, because isn't doesn't Kevin start getting billed as Big Sexy Kevin Nash when he's in Wolfpack? I believe so, yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a wrestling gimmick that gets used all the time, like the model Rick Martel and- but it's you know, not like, even his gimmick. He's not Buff Bagwell. Like it's not like that's Buff Bagwell's gimmick. <laughs> like it's a, you know. You know mm, that's anyway, true. I guess I guess eventually he was just you know auditioning for Magic Mike for the. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I think there's far better looking guys on the roster, like Chris Jericho, for example. That's always been, and not not to get too deep into this, but it's always been the issue with these characters. Like when Shawn Michaels was the sexy boy, you were like, ah, oh, there's there's better looking people than like Shawn Michael pretty fucking weird looking person and I tell you what and when he continued to come out to sexy boy after whatever had happened to his face after he got off drugs like it's you know there probably is a hair requirement like you either have to shave it off or uh or have some to be the sexy boy Um, he has finally shaved it off thankfully but yeah he did come out to sexy boy at the mcg at the age of 51 when we went and saw that wwe show like three or four years ago um and um yeah just not a hint of irony there at all like yeah it's it's also him singing like you know i understand that it's a heel song but it does be, and it is a great song. It is an absolute banger of a. Maybe one day we should do a wrestling themes rating because I reckon that is, as a. I would love to do that. Fuck, it's pretty high up there. Um, but you know, he's a handsome man. He's not the sexy boy anymore. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we've 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 strayed far I'm from a handsome man. Handsome man. <laughs> See, it actually works. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. All right, let's get into my worst. It's going to be real quick. It's oh, Kurt Henning. Um, <laughs> anything to do. I think this is It's going to take me a while to come to terms with the fall from grace. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-gay parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders and props, your betting options feel endless. Uh, I'm looking forward to John Moxley defending his interim AEW belt against CM Punk at All Out in a few weeks. I'll be putting some money on Punk. You guys know that. Uh, 
Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. of Mr. Perfect in rock and roll wrestling compared to this weird Kurt Henning, Rick Rude, drunken tour of America that seems to be happening yeah. uh, every week. Was this match, do you think this match was always booked as a DQ or did it just get called as a DQ in the ring because it feels like Rick and Kurt have no idea what they're doing? I think it's probably, I mean- who knows, given how poor they are with uh, with finishes, but boy. Uh, so, I like, once again, I'm too young for Mr. Perfect. Uh, I, and everything you hear about him, you know, people go on about how great he is. And I have never watched anything where I've enjoyed him because this is my Mr. Perfect. And I was like, he's hanging out with this other fellow, Rick Rude, who I, once again, did not give a shit about, did not know. <laughs> Uh, I was like, isn't he in DX? Why is he here? Um, it was, oh, yeah. It's sad to watch someone that was apparently so talented be so phenomenally poor. Yeah, I mean, he really was. The, the, when he first arrived, at, I genuinely remember the promos because mm. um, promos were a relatively new thing. Like Ted DiBiase had done like a series of very famous promos where like <laughs> he like, was like, um, bursting kids' basketballs in front of them and, like, you know, like giving them $100 and then taking it back off them. And like, it, he was, like, you know, very Vince McMahon, WWE humour, but it was kind of done in a very sort of... It wasn't done the way it's done now. There was, like, still... I don't know. It was funny. And then Mr. Perfect came along and he was legitimately doing things because his whole backstory was that there wasn't anything that he wasn't perfect at. And they did all these, like, uh, vignettes of him, like, shooting a basketball from the halfway line, like, in one shot. You actually got to see it. And he could, like, pass a football, like, 70 yards. And, like, they – and this was before he wrestled. So, they just kept showing these vignettes. And then when eventually he wrestled, he was a fantastic technical wrestler as well because I think he was an amateur, like, a really good college wrestler. Mm. Um, But, yeah, like, fast forward 10 years and it's – yeah. It's just, I mean, I don't have anything to add besides the fact that it's just really sad to watch the downfall of someone personally on TV every week. And I just, you know, I know Eric can't um, control people's actions outside of the ring, but he could have controlled who he was putting out on TV. And you like, try and protect your boys a little bit. You know, it's, like- a, it's a sad state of affairs when you're like, Come, can we go back to the Barbarian match, please? Can we... Uh- <laughs> Well, at least, you know, at least Barbarian defeating Wayne Bloom, they weren't two obviously high people in the ring. 
You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> like, it's true. It's a, it's a low bar for me to jump over, but you know, it, uh, <laughs> Eric's forced me into it. Um, shall we jump into our best place? Did you want to go first? Uh, look, I think you should go first for this one. Right. Uh, oh, I just want to throw in an, an additional secret worst, which is I timed it out and there was 24 minutes until the first match uh, on this show. That's oh, a, that's yeah. a, that is a long time to wait. And that's and not including if you were watching it live where there's, you know, however many ad breaks. Oh, Jesus God, imagine it. Yeah, and you're just listening to that goddamn NWO theme for <laughs> hours on it. <laughs> and just dotted occasionally with new, 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 new world order. <laughs> just drive you insane. Um, and then we get like, you know the thing that people don't talk about uh, a lot with Hulk Hogan, especially mm. in WCW, is how terrible his promos are. Well, we're going to get to that a little bit later, but uh, it, it, do you want to do your best? Just atrocious. And Macho Man's not great either. Oh, um, my best is uh, Chris Jericho, uh, the GOAT, uh, defeating uh, Hoover Tutu Guerrero in a, in a short but great match, but it was mainly the Dean Malenko <laughs> promo that he cut beforehand. We're witnessing, you know, I mean, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I'm watching Jericho every week for AEW and he's just the fucking best. He just, like, we're recording this the week of Blood and Guts 2022 for anybody in the future. And uh, if you haven't watched that match, go and watch it just for the entrance of the Jericho Appreciation Society, if for nothing else. It's the worst ring attire you've ever seen and it's all to generate the most amount of heat. And this is this is Chris Jericho learning that on the job, you know, like watching watching this promo. It was really interesting to watch the two things in the one week. Hmm. Um, he just naturally had it from day one that, like, he wasn't – I think we've spoken about this before with him and Christian in particular, um, like offline we've spoken about it, where those hmm. two guys don't care what it takes to get heat. They will do it. They don't care about looking cool. They don't want to be a tweener. When they're playing a heel, they'll do everything they possibly can, whether it's wearing a plastic fucking pork pie hat to a hardcore match or whether it's like, you know, just calling out a revered technical wrestler in Dean Malenko when he's not around because he's injured. Whatever the case may be, those guys are are prepared to do it, whether it's constantly making promos about uh, Luke Perry's death Whatever it may be <laughs> that they that they have to do to 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 get the most uh, amount of heat, they will do. And I, I just I remember loving Jericho at the time, and this is why because you were yeah. seeing really really good heel work and almost like kind of the template of what heel work was going to be mm. over the next twenty twenty five years. Well, I mean, we're hurtling towards. Uh, conspiracy theorist Chris Jericho, which is genuinely brilliant. We're hurtling towards Goldberg feud Chris Jericho, which is hysterical. Um, but him calling him saying um, that he has an update on Malenko and it's that he's got a job. Like the jokes are so are so terrible. He's got a job interview at a hamburger place, and hopefully he gets it and <laughs> pulling for you. Like he's just being such an like not being funny is funny in that way. Like he's doing it intentionally it's god it's brilliant mm. 
Yeah, it's great. Uh, I just, um, yeah, just loved it. What was uh, what was your best for this episode? You mentioned it before, Hulk Hogan's promo. Uh, <laughs> Hulk very clearly, very, very clearly forgot what he was supposed to be doing multiple times. He said the word and he kept sort of repeating the word NWOites. Uh, and just sort of walking around in a circle. But he gets to a certain point, and I, I wrote down a little note because he's talking about how he's God and the macho man, <laughs> and these are the exact words, is the scum that crawls in the river in hell, brother. <laughs> it's not over the top at all. <laughs> no, but, like, he, he's, he is circle, like, he is so confused He's obviously not given a script. He's obviously forgot exactly what he's supposed to do. Uh, he, as I said before, he kept calling Kevin Nash uh, Randy's big, sexy girlfriend. Uh, it is just so exceptionally strange. And it's even like just structurally, Randy Savage is the champ. And then he has to respond. Like it makes it. It is such a like Hulk is the important one, whether he's got mm. the belt or not. He's the person that we care about. Uh, he's you know potentially drunk here. Like it's it's such a strange promo. Uh, not that you know he's well known for his temperance, but uh, <laughs> the. <laughs> I just I just I thought it was it was so bizarre, funny. right? Like it was like the show starts with Hulk Hogan. The night before at Spring Stampede, Macho Man's won the belt. Mm. And then I'm, it's just dawning on me that Macho had a one-day heavyweight championship reign. Yeah. It's, I mean, it that's is, insane. You're talking about one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, uh, just genuinely being uh, not buried because you can't bury Macho Man Randy Savage, but just made it completely irrelevant and uninteresting and like it is a real i don't know how they could be sitting in the back and go because i'm sure this is what's going to happen next week as well and they they're going to be like let's run this back let's you know let's get hulk out there for another 15 minute bizarre rambling promo let's get him in a shit match where seven people like it's it makes they've got so much good stuff they've got Malenko and Benoit, who are the best technical wrestlers in the world, they've got Psychosis and Juventud Guerrera, and I don't know why I put Psychosis in that. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr., you know, the best luchadors in the world, not Psychosis. Um, they've got Chris Jericho, who's one of the best promos in the world at this point. Uh, they've got, you know, they've got Scott Hall, who's a great wrestler and a great promo. They've got Kevin Nash, who has value in some ways. Uh, and instead, they're focusing around the same people. This is 1998. Hulk Hogan was kind of tired by 1988. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm just I, not to no spoilers for next month's episode, but I've just jumped to the next episode because I just wanted to see mm. what, what was happening. Um, and it's a weird two-part episode of Nitro. Like. The, there's one hour air, that's aired on Monday and then two hours aired on the Tuesday. Huh. Um, and it looks like there are, I was going to say there's no NWA people on the card. That there is, but there's no Hulk Hogan and there's no Macho Man Randy Savage. Interesting. 
Well, we'll 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 see whether they rock up for promos. Yeah, yeah, it could be promos, but they're not in any they're not in any matches. That's a plus, at least. Yeah, but surely we we've, we've got to get some sort of like wolf pack, like something. We've got to get some movement with that. But that's anyway. That's quite interesting because I wanted to see what the terrible match was that Hulk's in. But he's hmm. not in one. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, really weird, like 15-minute promo from him and then a 10-minute promo from Macho Man straight afterwards sort of reiterating everything, like all the be- – like <clears throat> it's not to push a story along, is it, right? Like no. it's just – it's literally just like, well, you know, I'm Hulk and he's Macho Man. We get to do 15 minutes of promos each number because we say so. And let's also get Roddy Piper out. Oh, Mr. Perfect's on this show. Like this is this is a WWF Madison Square Garden house show from 1989. <laughs> it really like, is. It really is. It would have been a good one. In Bobby's 89. there. Like you know, like it, it is yeah. insane. Bobby the Brain, <laughs> the Barbarian, like the Barbarian. Yeah, um, Rick Rude. It's it's absurd. Like, you know, <laughs> the Diamond Stud and Vinny Vegas. Uh, well, the Diamond Stud's actually not on this show, but. Yeah, but they would have been. <laughs> they would have been in eighty nine. Um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, should we see what was on the other? Yes. So this is actually uh, this is actually the um, last time for a little while that Nitro actually wins. Uh, it does go back and forth a bit, but for a few weeks, Raw's going to win. Uh, Nitro had a five point one share, and Raw had a four point four. Oh. And if you look at what was on the other channel, I think uh, this is objectively a better show. Uh, you've got Farouk and ca- uh, defeated Karma Mustafa in a street fight. Uh, Dan Severin with Jim Cornette defeated Mosh. Bradshaw <laughs> defeated Goldust. Terry Funk and Too Cold Scorpio defeated the Midnight Express with Ooh. Jim Cornette. DX, uh, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, and Triple H defeated LOD 2000 and Owen Hart in a six-man tag match. And our main event, Dude Love defeated Steve Blackman. Oh, it's a pretty good show. There's a lot of wrestlers on there that I'm interested in seeing, uh, and those matches all do sound actually pretty good. I, I think, think if you were looking on paper... Uh, yeah, no, that Nitro card is actually a bit meh. It's pretty bad. Unless you're a big, uh, unless you need to see Hulk Hogan and Randy, uh, it's not so good. Yeah, I think I would probably still, like, and this is me being a dickhead, like, I do recognise <laughs> that, that that Raw, like, genuinely, I do recognise that that Raw is probably a more interesting card. But I would 100% want to see what was happening with Macho Man and Hulk without knowing how terrible it was. Like, in hindsight, mm. I would be checking out that Raw. But if I just yeah. presented with the two cards, I probably am still leaning towards Nitro. But um, that's the first time, basically, since we've started doing that podcast where I've ummed and ahed a little yeah. bit. No, it is. genuinely, you were usually. Uh, I think I would have. I mean, I, at the time when I was watching it, uh, I would have watched Nitro and taped Raw, which is what I did. Mm. Uh, but I was at this point. This is when I believe uh, Dude Love is, you know, the corporate dude 
uh, it's it's quite like I was very very into Mick Foley. Yeah, Mick very, Foley very headlining Mick Foley. really really brings me on site. And there's a whole bunch of ECW guys in there as well that I'm interested yeah. in, in in seeing. And like I I have a real soft spot for the second version of Degeneration X. Which I think I know, it's better than the first. I know a lot opinion. of. I, I, well, there seems to have been this revisionist history of like, oh, well, the real version of DX was uh, Hunter and Sean, and and the second the second version was like an afterthought. And I'm like, well, I don't remember it that way, man. I remember that second version of DX being DX. That was the one that took off. Like the Hunter and Sean one was the one where it was like, look, I don't want to say there was more penis pointing and penis references when it was just the two of them, but there was it was. Not particularly funny, very, very long, uh, you know, penis-related scenes, uh, promos, uh, everything else. I was I was into, sadly, uh, I liked X-Pac. Uh, I liked him in video games. I liked I like him as a wrestler. Dude, uh, I don't know. I don't get the X-Pac hate. It's uh, it's Ms. Heat. We're renaming it Ms. Heat, and that's that's what it is. No, the Miz is actually good. No, As he is absolutely expert. is not. He absolutely is not good. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> this is insane. I can't it's, have X-Pac can wrestle. X-Pac can wrestle. You like plenty of people who can't wrestle. You are yeah, the most different. For someone that is the most <laughs> obsessive technical wrestling fan I know, you mm-hmm. are also the most selective technical wrestling fan that I know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're like, where's Warhorse and Danhausen? Why isn't Danhausen champion? Why isn't he hey, interim mate. champion? Dude, Danhausen teamed with FTR this week, and it was oh. a fucking technical masterclass. So I don't know where <laughs> you're coming from with this. Uh, just because Warhorse got a fucking ring rope stuck in his cheek once doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've uh, the, the the I won't be invited back. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you went after my boys. <laughs> How dare you? Um. That Raw is starting to look like the Raw that I remember from the yeah. late 90s. There's a lot of names on there where I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, okay. Oh. And that you don't you don't have Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon on on there either. So Yeah. Um, and this is this is, you know, next week is the famous week uh where Triple H has the little tank and they go to Nitro and do all oh, that is stuff. It? Oh, that yeah. yeah, that was that was a pretty fun little that was a pretty f- fun little vignette. <laughs> yeah. Uh cool. That's something to look forward to next month. Um yeah. Let's wrap it up there. Thanks to the Amazing Network for hosting us. Uh thank you, Matthew, for um taking the time to do our little show together. Um if you want to support us, you can do that by um we have a legitimate website. You can go to wrestlewolf.com. All of our uh all of our links are there. If you whichever podcast catcher you use to subscribe, you can subscribe on there. All of our episodes are on there and hopefully we're going to start getting some blog posts and stuff up on there as well, although we're all very busy guys and it's very hard to even record let alone find time to write a 1500 word op-ed on the um, importance of warhorse um so <laughs> until next time my friends may your wrestling be good wrestling and good night brilliant <laughs> <laughs>